Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net for another episode of the HTDC Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, fellow Aussie Rob Arnold, creator of Replicator, a post-apocalyptic sci-fi comic book which is now up to its second issue, both of which I'm proud to say I've got sitting on my bookshelf. This comic has some of the best artwork I've seen in a long time, along with the kind of dark storylines I adore, following themes of death, disease, violence, and survival. Needless to say, I'm a fan. Rob, thanks so much for being here, man. How are you doing today? Yeah, good, man. Thanks for the intro. That was, that was great. Oh, that's okay. No worries. I, I enjoy writing those up, uh, especially when I get to, to talk about something that... Or talk to the person who has created something that I greatly admire. And uh, I remember the day that the comic books you sent me arrived and how yeah. beautifully packaged they were and the amount of uh, the love that went into it. Yeah, I'm a bit crazy when it comes to packaging. I uh, enjoy it a little bit too much, I think. Totally, man. It's good. It shows that you have a, a lot of love for what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Well, tell us about how Replicator got started. I mean... You're the writer, the creator of it. You had other yep. people doing the artwork from what I gather. Yeah. Um, so you want it from the idea or how I got the other other people on board? Yeah, man. I mean, had had you always been interested in doing comics? Yeah, I've always been into them. Like in Australia, we didn't have a huge selection of comics when I was growing up. It was mainly Phantom and Judge Dredd that I, mm. I got off my uncle. Totally, man. Dude, I was yeah. a big fan of the Phantom as well when I was growing yeah. up. <laughs> it was massive here. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just ever since, I, I've always loved them, but I didn't I didn't always connect with, with all the superheroes because they're always, uh, you know, do do the right thing and everything will be okay type mantra, and it, that doesn't work for me because, you know, I've, I'm someone who has depression, so I couldn't relate to those people because I would do the right things and things wouldn't work out, so... Mm. It made me feel more alienated. So yeah. I just want—I basically wanted to do my own thing. Um, cool. And that's how it started. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, the typical superhero comic book is kind of unrelatable, isn't it? Whereas, the you know, a character like the Phantom seems a bit more real. Like he could actually exist in a way. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Absolutely, man. And and that's true. Real life is—it's mostly about. <laughs> you know, plugging up the holes that, that end up happening rather than everything turning out smoothly. Um, it's it's doing the best you can a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. I and guess, I, yeah. Go. It just irritated me that one of the biggest problems, you know, mainstream superheroes have is they're, they're hiding their secret identity. I'm like, I'm like, come on, we've got so much bigger issues than that. Yeah, just absolutely. Unrelatable for me. Yeah, big time. So that inspired the storyline for Replicator, which is kind of the opposite to that. It's about a world which is not not perfect, essentially. Yeah, no, um, it is It is pretty messed up. There's a virus gets released in England and it kills tens of millions of people. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have it. I didn't want to have to have characters that were concerned about hiding their identity and, you know, people with moral superheroes with morals that try to always do the right thing. I just wanted people to do what they felt they had to do to survive. So that's mm. why I've set that as the background mainly. Yeah, absolutely, man. It reminds me of the kind of, uh, the, the superhero comic book that's coming to mind for me right now is Watchmen. And yeah. I loved that comic book because of the flawed 
superhero characters that it had in it. You know, they were all kind of conducting the way in which they thought about heroism in their own way. You know, like, have you seen have you seen Watchmen before? I have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, they they each had their idea as to to what was the right thing to do. And I just love that contradiction and how yeah. they were all kind of right in their own way. Um, but what inspired the storyline for Replicator in the first place? Because it's post-apocalyptic, obviously. There's a little bit of sci-fi thrown in there. Was that like just the movies that you watched when you were growing up, or we was it something that was just floating around in your head for uh, for the longest time until you finally got it out there? Yeah, all of it, really. I mean, I, I loved X-Men as a kid, and I loved Ghost in the Shell, and... Japanese anime, so it's got like a mixture of the two. Um, yeah, totally. That's cool. So, how did the writing process end up starting to happen? Um, and also, when did it come about? Because I, something tells me you had this storyline floating around inside your mind for a long time before uh, pen went to paper, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it started just with small things. So, like, small things I wanted to have in the in the story, which I can't go into because it, it will wreck the storyline. Oh, no spoilers I had, like, here. <laughs> I, I had certain points or certain objectives I wanted to have in the comic, and I'm like, oh, that'd be a really cool thing to have happen, mm. and then, like, add another thing. Like, that'd be a cool thing to happen as well. So start off with little points like that, and then it just built into more and more of a story. Mm. Um, and, and writing it, is is really is kind of really hard when you don't know what you're doing in the first place, especially. So I kind of wrote it out more like a book, and then I kind of transferred it into comic format, which was fun. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I got to imagine, especially with a complex storyline like that, because I haven't written a comic book just yet, man. But you know, I'm going to get there one day. And with so many ideas that you want to cram into the one story, it's like. I just feel like it's got to get so disorganized and part yeah. of the work is actually getting it all in the right order. Yeah, it's really tough. Um, it's It wouldn't be the, the way I'd, I'd... If I was going to start a, start comics now, I, I probably wouldn't write Replicator because it's very complicated and mm. very hard to, to make everything intertwine and overlap the way I want it to. I'd probably mm. start off with something nice and easy, but I love Replicator because it's what got me into comics and if i didn't have it i wouldn't i wouldn't be doing it at all so Mm, totally man that's why i love comics though it's kind of like it's more than just words on the page it becomes this this visual narrative essentially where you actually get to see the story come to life on a bit more of a vivid more vivid level i feel um of course the imagination when you're actually reading something kind of you know takes its own path but that's what I love about comic books, man. It's a bit more of an immersive experience. It's the next. It's that, that perfect blend between a movie and a, just a novel. Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, you've got so many good um, storylines coming out of comics these days. Mm. We're super lucky. Yeah, totally, man. Cool. So you got it written up. Um, would you recommend for someone who's just who's who's just you know you said that you probably wouldn't do Replicator again if you if you were going to rewrite it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it depends whether or not you were always going to do it or, or whatever. But would you recommend someone who hasn't done a comic book before who wants to get into it, kind of keep it simple? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I've 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 heard a lot of people say don't do your dream project first, mm. and 
I'd agree with that totally, only but with the, the following caveat is if you weren't going to get into comics at all. Mm. So if you're not going to get into comics, but unless you do your dream project, do it. But otherwise, choose something a little bit more simple and straightforward first up. Yeah, totally. Well, as we were talking about before, comic books are they're one of the most long and drawn-out complicated things that you could ever endeavor to create. And so I'm guessing you've got to have a lot you got to have this undying motivation behind you to get it done in the first place. So the storyline has to mean something to you, but yeah. So, so I, I think what what you said is is a great answer because it's kind of a mix of the two. You know, if you if you're going to do comics anyway, regardless, yeah, try something simple. But if you wouldn't do it otherwise, do the thing you really love. You know, yeah. If you're only going to do it once, make it make it. Yeah, count. exactly. Give it everything you've got. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's super cool. So, how long did it take you to get this script written up? Ages, a couple of years, I reckon, because I was just. Uh... At, at the beginning, you don't really know what you're doing. Like, you're trying to gather information, and it's kind of hard because you don't know where the information is on how to do things. So you, you're reading articles and listening to things about how to write it. And I think there's lots of good resources out there now that we can probably, you know, send to the viewers if they, if they, if they need it. Yeah, totally, man. But, yeah, it took a couple of years, and... Um, then it took longer to find an artist and it just it's it's quite involved it's yeah. not an easy thing to do so if you're looking for something that's easy the comics isn't it believe me <laughs> oh yeah that's for sure that's <laughs> that's why you just gotta have that 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 fiery passion behind you that's i think it. otherwise you just won't get through it it'll be impossible yeah. you've got to want it if you want it, if you want to do it you're really going to want it because yeah. it's not it's not simple it's kind of like something that you have to do. It's like you don't have a choice in yeah. the matter. You just got to yeah, do exactly. it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really cool, man. Um, so it took you a little while, but I guess something that you're that passionate about, you want to put the time into it. I, I think about the, uh, the point at which I'm going to get to when I start my comic book and I go, it's going to be so fun because – I'm going to get to like do all the research that I don't get time to do now. I'm going to get to watch all the movies that inspire me, play all the video games that inspire me, and read all the all the comic books that are sitting in my library that I haven't read yet because you know I've been so busy working on how to draw comics on that. But for me, that's like the fun part, you know, because even now when I'm kind of chilling out on the weekend watching a movie with my buddies, if I hear like like a one a one liner that just really sticks out to me, I, I write it down on my phone. Just, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, just just because uh, I think I get very inspired by visuals and narratives in that way. It's probably why I'm into comic books as well, man. Yeah, yeah. Would, would no, you say the same? For sure, because you got to you start looking at movies and and TV shows differently too, like how they how they um how the dialogue is and how they're framing the the pictures and all that. So yeah. it's important to start picking that stuff up early. Well, there's an uncanny resemblance between a comic book script and a screenplay, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you really have any concerns about writing it in that particular way, though? I mean, I guess for organization purposes, you want to make sure that the story is ordered in a way that makes sense, because I can imagine in a comic book that it would just easily not make sense if it wasn't structured in the correct way. But 
were you concerned about actually having like sticking to the rules as far as an actual comic book script went? No, not at cool. all, really. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the best way to be, man. Especially yeah. when you're creating it yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's certain guidelines that you know they advise you to stick to, which is probably they're probably pretty good and accurate. Like you know, try and stick with under six panels if you can, or six panels or under, mm. unless you need to yeah, go higher. But, yep. Yeah. That's cool, man. And then you got an artist. Tell us about that process, because you, you said to me that it was it's a bit it was a bit troublesome here and there, but eventually you kind of you got two issues out, got some great looking artwork on it. Talk about the process as to how how that all ended up happening. Yeah, it's it's fun in artists. It can be quite quite challenging. The f- first time round, I posted on Deviant Art, which is an art forum. Um, and posted a job advert there and I had like about 60 replies from different people looking for work. And I eventually went with a guy, um, Armin Osdick. Mm-hmm. He, he, was re- he was a really good, great artist. Uh, he was just a little bit slow. So, you know, you're expecting pages to come in regularly so you can get your book out, but they'll come in really uh, few and far between for me. So mm. that was super stressful in itself because you've got, you know, I had hundred odd people waiting for that first issue yeah, and right. there's there's literally nothing you can do you just like you know where are the pages are oh, they coming like, there's nothing you can do about it oh man that is insane yeah so i mean that's that's the thing and you hear about people trying to find an artist to work for for free yeah and i just i couldn't imagine it because you have these you have these issues with people you're paying so i couldn't imagine what issues you would have with someone you're not paying oh yeah so I mean, make sure you pay your artists. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of like a fantasy to think that you can get away with not paying your artists, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if you want good artwork. That It's kind of like asking someone to, a mechanic to fix your car for free. I mean, you might find someone to do it, but I don't know if the car's... Go, the car's probably going to go worse than... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> So, so how long did it take you to get a, a page of artwork from this this guy initially? Oh, it was a fair, it was a like fair weeks, while ago. Months. Yeah, it was it was getting to the point where it was like maybe once every month or once every three weeks. Wow! So it was just it was just yeah, really slow. Yeah, and was that just pencils or pencils and inks as well? Pencils and inks, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you know, at least there was that, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's got to make you pull your hair out a fair bit, huh? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get pencils and inks, colors don't take long, and letters don't take any time. So, mm. it's it's all clean sailing from there. You just got to get those pencils and inks done. Yeah, absolutely. So, in hindsight, uh, what would have you done to kind of make sure that in the like because you're going to do replicator issue three, is that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, how will you approach that differently to make sure you don't run into the same problems with uh, artists? It's a tough one. It's it's something you can't really avoid. Mm. I mean, you can try and minimize it, and obviously, the more money you pay someone, the better quality artists, and the more of a reputation they'll have for doing, you know, quick quality work. Um, but that's not always the way either. I mean, you can still get caught out that way. But um, I, I want to have replicator be the best art quality mm. I can. 
as you've seen from the improvement yeah. we made in issue two. Oh yeah, stark um, improvement. Yeah, and so just pay pay them what they deserve to make, and otherwise you, sh you need to have a you need to have a solid contract in place as well. That's really important for people starting out to have a contract in place. Yeah, totally. I mean, when it came to paying the artists, were you did you take the approach where you pay a little bit up front, a little bit in the middle, and then the rest at the end, or was it all up front, then the art came through, or was it the art comes through, then paid? No, we did like half up front and then mm. half on completion for like awesome. the first, first little bit, and then I was just paying him as the pages came in. Yeah, cool, sweet. Yeah, because that works well. At that point, you know, kind of, you can trust yeah, the other person. Yeah, a little bit and, of trust. Yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely, man. That's super cool. Well, yeah, that that's that's really cool. And as you were saying, man, Replicator issue two was just a, a massive improvement because you ended up getting uh, Aaron. I forget his yeah. last name now. He's Alfetchi. He's Alfetchi. insane. Yeah. He's just absolutely nuts. Oh yeah. I opened up issue two and I was absolutely blown away. I'm like, why does this? Why why is there such a difference here? Because I thought the artwork in the first one was actually all right, but then yeah. the second one, damn man, it was like it brought me back to the days of uh, you know Greg Capullo and Mark Silvestri. Yeah, no, he's he's absolutely nuts. Like I I found him on Facebook. He did a tri a tribute piece um, to Jack Kirby. Oh, cool. And I'm like, that's that's crazy good. How is, how is he that good? And I like started looking through all his history and he had like literally no work. And I'm like, that's really weird because with most artists, you'll see them like they'll post their work and it will mm. be good or whatever. And then it will get better and then it'll get better and then it'll get better. But his was already at just like, Oh yeah. At, at such a high level already without any history. I'm like, this guy can't be for real. He has to be fake. <laughs> Totally. So, so I, 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 you know, I got him to do a cover, and it was just bananas. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Man. It, yeah. It blows my mind too, especially on the How to Draw Comics Facebook group, when you see the art of some people, and and it's like, are, are you working right now in the industry? Because yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. The the artwork on the comic book shelves doesn't quite measure up to what I'm seeing some of these people post. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. There's so yeah. many talented people in that in that group. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what what do you, what is your opinion, just real quick, on what is going on with the quality of of comics these days? I'm not sure how much Marvel or DC you read. I, I know that DC actually has quite a high quality of artwork with some books, but I don't know, man. I feel like the quality has kind of gone down in recent years as far as art goes. Is that deadline related? I don't know. I'm I'm not reading much Marvel or DC at the moment. Mm. It's pretty much just indie comics and a little yeah. bit of image for me. Totally, man. So I can't really comment. That's all good. You know that the the beautiful thing about indie comic books is, and this was one of the reasons that in that I was inspired to put together the uh, the HTDC comic book store for independent creators is because they're some of my favorite titles because yeah. you can see the the love and the passion yeah. that goes into them. For sure. It's not about money. It's not about deadlines. I mean, ideally, it would be wonderful if the money could be involved a little bit more. But, yeah, you know, okay. it's you really see the, the finished result of someone's passion in those books, I believe, which is something that's missing in mainstream comic books, in all honesty. Yeah, and it's all like I like the fact that 
with indie comics, everything's new. Like with Marvel and DC, it's a lot of <laughs> old characters just with different different takes on them. Like, oh, yeah. I like new, new characters and new storylines, and that's that's what it's exciting to me. Totally, and watching man. people, you know, trying to achieve their dreams in comics, which is... Yeah, heck yeah. I think awesome. that'll be the revival of the industry. I hope so. Ultimately, I hope so as well. But, um, yeah, it'll be great. All right, awesome. So... You, how did how did you go about finding a colorist once you you got the artwork sent in? Yeah, well, the first time round I used DeviantArt for everything, um, but the second time round I just used Facebook. Nice um, man. Yeah, it was, Facebook's really really easy. Like you go to How to Draw Comics, for example, and you, you post looking for a colorist, and you'll get you know can anyone recommend a colorist, and you'll get heaps of replies. Yeah, totally. It's I, great. I love the engagement of that group, man. You, you ask so a good. question, you'll get an answer. Yeah. And like, what I love about it is they they really appreciate good art on there. Like, mm. the stuff that isn't drawn so well won't get as much good feedback, but the stuff that's really pushing the envelope, just mm. everyone loves it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a willingness. There's kind of like this culture in the group to keep improving, to keep oh, leveling sure. up. Yeah, everyone's and, always offering comments on how to make improvements to other people's work, which is great. Absolutely, man. It, it's great because it, it does a lot of good for the uh, the entire demographic, the, the industry in general. I, I, I believe that a lot of these artists on there, who knows, they might very well become you know, the future of the industry. They might wind up in Marvel or DC or some other comic book company that ends up be getting big. You know, they, Tom Bilyeu just launched Impact Theory Comics and, uh, you know, he, he's going to be a big gun from what I hear. Um, yeah. But, Aaron's, Aaron's talking to someone who's quite big at the moment, so we'll see fantastic. how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so have you got any ideas as to who you're going to get on for uh, issue three of Replicator just well, yet? I s- still want to keep Aaron on, but we'll see how that goes. He might yeah. be he might be working for someone. He might hit the big time, by that huh? time. Yeah, he might actually. <laughs> so. And and good on him if he does. I mean, he yeah. is a talented artist. I'm as surprised as you are that he wasn't working uh, already in the industry in, in a larger capacity. I oh, know this is his first full book, which is just it's crazy. It's awesome, man. Now, um, all right, let's get to the uh, the meat of this conversation because this is something that I certainly am, am going to possibly look into. I'm not sure. You know, I've even thought about it for how to draw comics as well. But funding your projects, yep. you, especially when it's, it's really built on passion and um, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of financials necessarily backing it in the beginning. Yeah. How do you go about setting up a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo or even a Patreon and actually sh- getting it out there enough that people, and then selling it enough that people jump on board and decide to invest their money, their energy, and what they're looking forward to into what you're doing? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, yeah. That's for sure. Well, uh, I mean, where, did you kind of look around at first to see, you know, what the best platform would be for that? I think Kickstarter is the best platform. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have people say Indiegogo is good as well. You can try both. You don't have to do one or the other. You can do one then the other, mm-hmm. and and see how that goes. Uh, if you if you're talking about for first first time creators mm-hmm. creating their first book, um, you're gonna you're gonna have to invest a bit of your own money. Yep. And you probably won't make that money back straight away either. So 
that's something also to keep in mind. Yeah, right. Well, how did the the first issue of Replicator go? Did you end up kind of breaking even on that one? No, no, right. we broke even on issue two, and on the Kickstarter we're running now, we're we're actually making some money. So, wow, three three one three comment or three Kickstarters in, we're actually making money now. So, so you're making actual profit this time. Actual profit, yeah, dude, that's great. sweet. Congrats. Yeah, no, it's really good. Thanks. So I can put that towards the next issue of Replicator so I don't have to get it all funded and then wait for the pages to get drawn and then go back to, you know. Mm. So it'll make it a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's super cool. All right, so I shouldn't uh, get my hopes up about my first comic book then, huh? (laughs) (laughs) All right. You might be able to because you've got a massive fan base. Well, you know, maybe. Fingers crossed. Uh, you yeah. know, it is it is really interesting because I often think about, you know, how I'd go about marketing a comic book and the kind of fun that I'd have there. Because um, I'm, I'm not just creative with my artwork. I like to get creative about my marketing and, and how I'm going to yeah. sh- actually show people. Um, and I thought I think we've talked a little bit about it. You know, we regularly catch up on Facebook and have a yeah. little bit of a chat here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things. So how did you did you end up? You set up the the Kickstarter for issue one, then issue two. How did you end up getting it out there in front of people? Um, I think the the best thing to do if you're starting out is is have a group of family and friends. And obviously, I had I had some super fans or super backers that mm-hmm. were super into the story. But you probably won't have that starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a group of family and friends that you trust that will you know that will support you mm. and just tell them what you need them to do on on day one because Kickstarter is if you don't know what it is they they're going to be super confused and unsure what to do so just tell them you know go here back this this is one I'd like you to back and that'll mm. give you a really good day one boost and that will set you up for the start of your campaign because what you want to avoid at all costs is having you know very little pledges on day one yeah right so what does what does that result in is that just you know other people go there and they see that no one's backed it yet yeah it's just it it's it's if you don't have a good early start it's going to be really hard to get your funding goal mm-hmm. really difficult yeah like right. I, I did what i just said to you um before and i had 56 backers on day one and it's dropped off heaps since then but yeah we only had a dollar goal because we've already printed everything. So, yeah, okay. So, when you set up a Kickstarter, and I'm not sure if this was different from issue to issue, did you already have the comic book done, or did you set up the Kickstarter first to kind of fund the production of the comic book? Yeah, fund the production. Except for okay. this time round, I already had it done. So I'm just doing a special limited edition cover this mm. time. Yeah, right. That's why I only have a, a dollar goal, which I don't recommend doing if you're trying to fund your own comic. Make yeah. sure you you ask for what you actually need to get the comic finished. Yeah, and how much would you say that it takes a typical comic book to get done? Oh, it depends, man. It depends on how much you're paying per page. Like we're yeah. paying, I'm paying close to 180 US a page. Oh wow! Which, which is either a lot or not that much, considering yep. how good it looks. Yep. <laughs> um, but you know, people are paying a lot less than that. I, yeah, I don't know. Are. I don't know who's paying more in in an indie, you know, in the indie scene, but yeah, it, sure some people are. 
you're in a very interesting position because a, a lot of people in the indie scene kind of just they do the writing they do the artwork the inking the mm. coloring everything yeah and it probably takes them lots of time but very little money because um, they just i guess they do it on the side uh, while still working a, a normal job but you're kind of almost like uh, i mean you're kind of more the business side of things but you've written it and then you're you're kind of employing other people to do the rest of it for you yeah so exactly yeah that's that's cool man it that's got to be an interesting experience for you yeah no it's cool and it's challenging because you with comics um you're managing so many different people like you're managing a pencil and an inker you're managing a colorist a letterer an editor mm. and then yeah. you've got to do all the marketing and marketing is like half of the battle itself <laughs> oh yeah totally we'll, we'll get into more. that yeah we'll get into that because I, I love talking marketing actually it's it's funny i don't know why i like it so much but i do um and you know going back to what we were talking about before finding the right artists the right colorists and stuff it really like you know working with uh people in regards to how to draw comics so net i've realized just the, the vast amount of different personalities mindsets and opinions and beliefs that really need to be handled when you're working with other people um you know we've i've had a few writers doing tutorials here and there and yep. you really notice the difference between how different people approach it and you know working with admins on the on the how to draw comics group you or or the hosts on the podcast right you realize that everybody is not like you and that some people you're going to mesh with some people you're not going to mesh so well with i mean that is that is one part of the entire experience of working with other people that i don't think a, a lot of artists think about or a lot of creators think about that when it comes to creating something together there has to be a certain amount of synchrony in order to make that process smoother yeah for sure and especially you could be dealing with artists that don't speak, you know, your language as mm. their first language, which makes it even more difficult. Oh, yeah. That's going to be tough. And that's quite common because a lot of the artists come from uh, just, they're all around the world. Like, Armin was from Bosnia and Aaron's from the Philippines. Wow. So, it's, they're just everywhere. Yeah, especially <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I wish we had a bit more of a comic book creator scene here in Australia, though, man. It'll be super cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit. It's not as big as America, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, do you, do you have any friends that read comic books and, and kind of, you know, check them out on a regular basis, or is that just you and me? Yeah, I think it's just us two. Right. I've, got a, I've got quite a few friends that are creators in Australia, but... Hmm. Friends that actually read comics is pretty, pretty few and far between. Yeah, man. All right, back to back to the Kickstarter. So, it must have taken you a lot of confidence to put that first one out, especially before the comic book was actually done. Yeah, yeah. Were you freaked out at all about that, like whether or not it was actually going to be achievable? <laughs> yeah, massively. I, I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, I did so many things wrong, but at the end of the day. You've just got to you've just got to do it, um, and see how it goes. So yeah, right. What what yeah, were some of the funded. things? What were some of the things that went wrong for you in the first one? Um, well, the the video is not very good. The picture image is not very good. 
on the mm. page and that's important because that's what people see and then if they see it like that they'll click on it mm, totally um, and it's a bit of a mess yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely man I, I mean and it's almost like that's just how it's going to be no matter what i remember making my first youtube videos i wanted them to be so perfect i wanted them to yeah. be the best ones out there but it's like no matter what you, there's going to be a, a certain amount of experience that you need to get it to the next level and that's just the learning process isn't it yeah exactly yeah He's, i mean you don't know I'm, I'm a perfectionist myself so mm. you know i'm constantly not wanting to put stuff out until it's it's right but if you do that you never get anything out so you've just yeah. got to just got to bite the bullet and do it sometimes totally and one thing I've noticed that you did when it came to actually promoting your book and building up the hype was that you created an email list, which I thought was a super smart idea. You're probably one of the, maybe like two of the, one of the two of the only people that I know who have actually done that for a comic book. And yeah. you're very good at actually writing the copy for those emails to, to boost people's excitement about the upcoming book that you're working on. Oh, good. Thanks. Yeah, no, you you are, yeah, and and I'm sure that you did. Do you actually look into you know copywriting tactics and you know the, not really those areas I, of marketing? I look, at, that... um, I look at headlines that will get people to open my emails. <laughs> totally, <laughs> and that that seems to work. So yeah. 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 One of the funniest things I ever heard was uh, if you want to write a good headline, just go into the news agent and look at the, the subtitles that they use for Dolly magazine, right? Yeah. And a new idea and Woman's Day. And uh, you'll come up with some uh, some pretty catchy subject lines after that. Yeah. No, that's cool. I remember uh, I wrote one called Vanilla or Chocolate. Lovely. So many replies and it was nothing to do with vanilla or chocolate i just had two images one was called vanilla one was called chocolate which one do you like <laughs> that's hilarious like man. 50 people voting on it so there's heaps that's great that's a, yeah. that's a really great return i don't think i've ever gotten that many replies back yeah it's crazy that's cool man awesome so so you didn't really do that much research on the marketing side of things like how how did that all end up happening marketing yeah oh that's tough isn't it um uh, yeah it is like, did yeah. you kind of just figure it out on your own, or did you... Yeah, kind of just muddled my way through it. Yeah. Obviously, the more people you get in front of, you know, you try and build your email list is important, um, and just try and put as much quality work out as you can, get people to see it, get people interested, mm. get people to go to your page. I think that's the most important thing. The more people you can get to your page, the more successful you're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you go about doing that? Did you just post onto other, you know, Facebook groups and forums yeah. and that kind of thing? Facebook groups, tried Reddit, um, yep. email list is big now. I've got, you know, around 2,000 subscribers wow. on that. So Dude, That's amazing. That helps. Um, and just engaging, I think that's the most important thing. You've got to engage with people like you've... Someone says your work looks awesome, like you've got to like, you know, thank them and that kind of stuff. Not just leave their, you know, praise un uncommented on. Ignored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because it's and about building that value. Bond. And help people as well, like, you know, if someone has a question, help them out and then in tow they, they know who you are and they, they trust you and Maybe down the track they'll look at back in one of your comics. It's kind of, you know, 
Mm. You got to help people out, and then they'll help you out eventually. Well, yeah, exactly, man. Like you're not going to help out a stranger that you don't know, but someone that yeah, exactly. you built a connection with, that you built some rapport with. It's like they become a buddy, and of course you're going to help yeah. out your buddies, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, Especially well, like, if they're creating like something. You, I mean, we. I didn't know you some time ago, and yeah. we became friends. And you bought a copy of my comic, so I did. There and you I, go. I was a very happy works. customer. <laughs> there you go. Hundred percent. And it, yeah. it is you can't f- just take, take, take. You got to give as well. Absolutely, man. And but it takes time, doesn't it? I mean, that's the it part does, that I yeah. I struggle with a little bit is, you know, just the balancing out the amount of time that I spend on, you know, social media and, and the email account, kind of getting back to people and making sure that I do maintain that connection with them. And then, you know, the production part of things, which takes up a majority of the time. Yeah. Mm. I think consistency is the most important thing. Like, even if you do it, you know, once a week or twice a week and you just keep consistent at it, mm. you know, over the course of a year, you'll make massive gains. That's awesome, man. Because I yeah. guess that's what builds trust, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. When when you know that you will get that reply eventually, even if it's a few days later, you will get that reply. Yeah. Yeah. And back other people's work, other creators' work. Support mm. them on, on Kickstarter and they might support you down the line. Yeah. I mean, that's a community in and of itself, isn't it? It is, yeah. We're all going to help each other out. And you probably, you know, talked to and and met a lot of people on there who have kind of given you ideas and and direction on how to go about it. Heaps, yeah. That's awesome, They give you feedback. They, you know, they look at your page and tell you what they like and what they don't like and they'll help share it around and support you. It's just, you've got to, you've got to interact with these people. You can't just take it all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, anything you're doing, it's... It's kind of like you have to reach out, make sure that you're helping people where you can help them, but also, you know, be a little bit humble and make sure that you're getting their opinions on what you can improve on and what you can do better, whether it is creating a Kickstarter, a comic book, whatever it is. Yeah. And did you have Definitely. did you have people there who kind of like, you know, you told uh, the story to about and, um, you know, you, you asked for their opinion and asked them, you know, whether or not the story was going in the right direction or, you know. Not in the beginning because, um, like like I said, I was kind of just muddling through it at the beginning, getting it done by myself and not really knowing how or where to do things. So, mm. But now, for sure, yeah, I get people's opinions on lots of things. Different yeah. people, different opinions. It's good. Totally, man. I can sense you've got a lot more confidence now. Yeah, well, I know what I'm doing now, so it's a... It's a lot different to when I first started. Yeah, absolutely. So the amount of time you work on the comic book, and, and I'm sure you've got a, a second job as well. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So how do you balance those things? You've got Have you got a family and yeah, know, bills to pay, a, that kind of thing? Yeah, you've got a family and a nearly a two-year-old daughter. Yeah. So most of my time is spent with her. Yep. It's a lot, yeah. a lot of comic book creators, man, have, uh, have families yeah. to look after as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, balancing time is very difficult. Yeah. It, um, it's very uh, taxing comics. Like, you, you have to spend a fair bit of time on it. It's... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get mine done before I uh, enter into the family phase of my life. Yeah, because, yeah awesome. 
because I know I, I know that you know everybody who who tells me they say you know the, the amount of time that you have now, dude, that's just gonna <laughs> say goodbye to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sleep, man. Like mm. you'll be tired all the time for like the first two years. You'll just be tired. You won't want to do things. So yeah, get, right. it, get it done where you can. Totally, man. Especially as you get older as well. Like for some reason, you just need more sleep. Yeah. <laughs> The coffee doesn't work as well as it used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. It's true, man. I, I tried to get up at 7 o'clock today and uh, ended up hitting the alarm alarm clock and sleeping until 9 because I was just destroyed. I got up for a little bit. And... 7 o'clock? Whoa, you're yeah. dreaming, mate. I'm up at 6 every morning. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Once you have kids, it'll all change for you. Uh, I know. I know. You know what? I have like, like all of my friends literally tell me the same thing. I went out with a buddy the other night and we caught up for a little bit, had a few drinks and I, I asked him how he recovered in the morning and he said, oh dude, like I didn't really have a choice, I had to be up by <laughs> pretty much the same time, 6 o'clock. Yeah. So, dude, I don't know how you did that, it must have been torture. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it's got to be a balance, eh? And, and I honestly don't know how I'm going to handle that sometimes because I get stressed enough, you know, if, if my lady asked me more than, you know, two questions or three questions in a row, I get confused. Yeah, I know. I'm the same. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to be that times how many ever children I decide to have eventually. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to the comic book stuff, did you ever think about doing a Patreon as well? Because I know that's another great way to, to kind of post work in progress and, you know, give out little kind of bonus packages and stuff for your book here and there yeah. as well. I haven't myself yeah just because everything else is so much work like totally man. it's it's hard enough to manage facebook and yeah instagram and you know your your email list and your website and all that kind of jazz so yeah. adding to something else onto that is is out of my scope at this time yeah totally but, man and I, I don't know enough about it to say whether it's worthwhile or mm. not some people are very successful on it and others not so much yeah, it, it always gives you a little boost of confidence when you see the successful ones, and then you do it, and it's like, wow, uh, this didn't go the way I planned at all. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're, you're better off focusing on one or two platforms and just doing mm -hmm. the best you can on there. Yeah, I, I got to agree Patreon, with you. If then that's fine, but um, don't spread yourself too thin. Totally, kind of choose one and stick with it. That's it. That's good, man. And so you're kind of a pro on Kickstarter now, is that right? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah, you got yeah. you got three three issues. Well, you will have three issues out soon enough, and you've got yeah. three Kickstarters under your belt now. Yeah. When you did the first one, did you know how much money you were going to need to get it done? Or I was did... trying to raise about three three and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. Because I was in England at the time. Oh, okay. Um, how much would that be here, roughly? Let's have a look. <laughs> it's terrible. I just can't convert, you know, pounds to to dollars, unfortunately. But nearly seven grand. Seven grand. Cool. And and was that enough to actually get the book done? It was. Yeah. In the end. That's but, um, super cool. Yeah. Did you have a little bit left over, or was that no. kind of stretching it? <laughs> no, yeah. That was pretty much stretching it. Right. Yeah. Oh, that, that's really good to know. You know, the actual, the amount of uh, budget you'd need to actually finish a comic book because, I mean, I, I would have no idea at all. Yeah. 
Um, like I said, it depends on how much you're paying. Yeah. Per page, but I mean, looking at twenty-two pages, hmm. pencils, inks, colors, letterers, hmm. and then editor if you're paying for that as well, and then printing. So there's quite a bit of uh, costs involved. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I, I bet there is, uh, and that's why sometimes I just think. I mean, I've thought about <laughs> I've thought about getting other people involved in a comic book, but I'm one. I'm a control freak in a big yep. way, um, and I think that I can do it all, which will probably make it ultra stressful for me, um, as I'm sure anyone out there who's tried to do a comic book on their own would know. But you know, at the end of the day, I think I'm one of those people, Rob, who are is going to ultimately end up doing the book that I really. I'm going to do a fun book to begin with, but it's going to be something that's been, you know, I've been mulling over for a long time. You know, I'm going Welcome. to put a lot of love into it. Um, and I think you're either you're either one of those two people. You're either doing it to make it into a business and yep. to make a make a quid, but you you might also be doing it just for the love of it, just for the passion. And any amount of money doesn't really matter. What matters is that that time you got to spend on creating it. Yeah, I think if you if you just going to do it for the money there'd be better industries to get into but if you're doing it for you know the passion and mm. money is a nice byproduct then yeah that's awesome do you have a hope though that it'll kind of gain momentum you know you get enough enough people on the replicator list to kind of make it into you know a, a full-time income eventually yeah yeah definitely i'm looking at doing some some other stories some other different comics as well so yeah, that's super cool yeah, oh, that's good. That's awesome. That's what this Kickstarter is kind of helping fund. So, mm. <laughs> and by the time you get there, I mean it's going to be you're just going to be so well versed in getting these things funded, which is super cool. Like, I, I mean, imagine how uh, optimized you'll be at creating comics in you know two three years. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Absolutely, no doubt about it, man. Um, but yeah, I guess so you kind of want to create your own comic book publishing company in a way and have your own titles under your belt and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think we're we're in a really lucky, you know, time at the moment where you can use things like Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Mm. You don't have to go to a publishing company um and try and get published. You can do it all yourself and we're mm. so lucky to have that now. Man, I couldn't agree more. We are living in one of the best time, times possible for creators. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you don't even... I mean, you don't even really have to publish it in the traditional ways anymore. I mean, I know you did a, a paperback uh, version of The Replicator, but at the same time, if you really had no funding behind you, all you'd need is the time to create it, and then yeah. you could put it out on any number of digital comic book platforms that are out there. Or, heck, you could just send it to people via email. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's amazing that we're able to do that now. You know, the internet just really took off and changed everything for the better especially for creators in my opinion <laughs> yeah I mean, it's crazy i think it's amazing that you know i can have an artist from bosnia and one from philippines and one from scotland and one from america and yeah just all over the world totally. coming together to work on one thing is just unreal and you know the same can be said for your customers as well you've likely got customers from all over the world yeah, we, we shipped to like 20, 23 or 4 different countries last last campaign, which I thought was awesome. That's amazing, man. Yeah, like Sweden and Denmark and wow, India. It's crazy. 
That's insane. Cool. Well, so, so if you don't mind me asking, how many uh, how many copies of the Replicator are out there in the world now? Well, probably close to maybe five hundred, I think. That's that is amazing. Seriously, it's pretty good. Dude. Yeah. yeah. And after this one, it'll obviously be much more. a bit more as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that that take time to build and and to gain momentum. By the sounds of it. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Well, the key to that is having the patience and the drive to actually get it done, isn't it? That's it. And, see and, it and consistency and getting getting your work done. Yeah, absolutely, it's hard, man. It's, it's hard to build fans if you, you're only doing stuff every couple of years. Yeah, big time. It's It's one of these interesting things that I've been thinking about lately where, you know, I need to get... I mean, in my case, I'm getting my next course done, but... I'm sure it will be the case with a comic book. It could be anything that you're producing. There's always that that balance and that you're kind of torn between the amount of marketing that you need to do for it and the upkeep of that marketing, you know, making sure that you maintain that engagement while the actual production of the, the end product continues to happen and yeah. how much time you're going to put into each area. And what I've found is... <laughs> You know, social media marketing was a bad influence on me, i got to say, because, you know, there's, there's so much free content you've got to create for that and, you know, the the upkeep of the post, making sure they come out on a regular basis. I'm one of those people where it's very hard for me to split my focus through multiple things. I'm yeah. much better uh, of a performer when I can just focus on one particular thing for an entire day for a mm-hmm. massive chunk of time and immerse myself and get it done. Um. But yeah, I've been thinking recently, I'm like, you know what, maybe I'm just going to lay off of the social media for a while, hope that I don't lose my audience, and kind of just focus on getting that product done, making it Sounds the like best terrible product idea. that it can be. <laughs> terrible idea, huh? Sounds like a terrible idea. Oh, no. I'm getting told by Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good you want to do more work, but you can't You can't let your audience go as well. No, that's exactly it. Um it's just, I guess it's always going to be a fine balance, isn't it? That's it. You've you got to find the balance, and it's really it's really difficult. Yeah. Um, because it's been, man, it's it's been, you know, to be honest, I've screwed around a lot in producing these things and, and trying to get them out there because I'm a perfectionist like you, man. Yeah. And so I've uh, there's been a lot of doubt and a lot of, uh, you know, kind of procrastination and whatnot. But, you know, it's so it's been maybe one or two years since I put anything out there, which is just astonishing. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to get that on a bit more of a roll because, as as you'd know, if you were releasing Replicator on that basis, it wouldn't really be... Uh, <laughs> as a business, it certainly wouldn't be working. Yeah. It's, it's been a few years for me in between... Oh, has it? In between issues, yeah. Right. The first one was quite a while ago, but the second one was just recently, so... Okay, right. Trying to pick it up. That's and good, man. The, and you're, right you're hoping way. to put them out faster and faster, oh, obviously. Yeah. That's it. Ideally on a on a monthly basis if it ever gets to that point. That would be nice. It would be, it'd be quite good, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome, man. Oh, that's super cool. Well, I'm still trying to get you to draw something for me. Yeah, I know. Look, I, you're, you're always like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It'll I know, happen. I know. <laughs> you know, I'll have to uh, do a, a tribute piece for like the third issue or something, just as a there little extra for you. 
Um, and now I've said it, so I'm kind of like I'm, I'm liable <laughs> to, to uphold my promise. But yeah, I know, man. And especially some of the ideas you've pitched to me have been very enticing. Like it's almost like at those points in time, I want to clone another Clayton so that I can do that as well. I you know. know. It's, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Clone yourself and that person can do your social media and you'll just do the artwork. Yeah, big time, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, you know, we're, we're winding up. We've got about 10 minutes left. So um, the last thing I'd like to ask you is just, you know, when it comes to actually creating a Kickstarter, what yeah. what is it that people really need to keep in mind? What is it that they really need to look out for? Because everyone I've talked to about Kickstarters, whenever I brought it up, the idea, they mm-hmm. tell me that it's insanely difficult to do. And I ask myself, well, why is it difficult? You know, they never tell me why it's so difficult. And... Um, the other part of it is is what do you need to make sure that you fulfill those promises? How do you handle the stress and uh, ultimately get it out there to people? Yeah, the stress sucks. Um, the way it works is usually you'll have like a three-day window at the start where you get mm. some really good pledges, like really high backer numbers, and then it just dies. It just dies. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> It's quite it's quite depressing, but as long as you're aware that's going to happen, that's that's you can manage it, and then it'll pick up towards the last three days of the campaign, as oh, well. Okay. So, so what, yeah, what's the reason for that? Why does it kind of die off and and then come back later on? Well, you have this this boost where it, when it starts, and then you have a boost when it ends. So mm. I think it's where it, it places it on the in the on Kickstarter and that kind of thing. Um. Yeah, you pretty much every every project you'll see will go through the similar sort of thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, it always kind of, no matter what it is you're selling, it always dies off after a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think people are shocked to hear that because they think that it's going to just keep going up and up and up, but no, <laughs> it doesn't work out that way, does it? No, just make sure you're ready for it because it's pretty, uh, it's not the greatest when it happens. Yeah, totally. And then, of course, you got to produce it and then yep. make sure that you're keeping in touch with the backers, letting them know what's going on. Because I've heard stories where, you know, it's these a Kickstarter campaign will get backed, and then all of a sudden the person who created it will just disappear. Yeah, that happens. I mean, I was waiting on a Kickstarter, not for a comic, but for something else for like mm. three years. Wow. So, yeah, it was a fair, fair chunk of time. And it's just like, um, even if it's delayed, you know, tell, tell the people yeah. that it's delayed. Just keep in keep everyone informed as to what's happening people usually appreciate honesty absolutely man very yeah. true all right and uh last piece of advice what would you what would you give to creators who actually want to get a book done and then get a kick started just start building your audience as early as you can um if you haven't if you haven't written anything use uh stuff like that influences you like movies and tv shows and that kind of thing so you can give people an idea of, of what it's based on and and then get some art drawn and you know, build your audience that way you can you can do it from from scratch it might mm-hmm. be a little bit slow but you'll get there but just give yourself a lot of time yeah because you can't right. you can't just rock up to kickstarter and think oh i've done it everyone will come back me because it, it doesn't work that way unfortunately it works that way it'd be great if it did though that'd be cool really would yeah <laughs> Yeah, man, totally. Always keep a note notebook on hand. That's what I think is is going to yep. help out with ideas. Yeah. Because um, unfortunately, all the good ones get forgotten if you don't 
if you don't make sure that you write them down. That's it. Um, Start interacting with people in, in the comic industry, fans and, and creators. Ask if you can help them. Mm. Totally, mm-hmm. man. I mean, and then when when you ask for their help, they won't be like, "Who the hell is this guy? Why should I help him?" Yeah, big yeah. time, man. I mean, it's been super beneficial even just chatting with you on Facebook. Like, I'm very keen and interested in in what you're doing and how it's all going. You know, obviously, I want the best for you, man. It's it's awesome oh, to geez. have indie creators out there actually making this stuff real and and ha- have it happen for them. Um. So yeah, man. All right, now. Where can people go to find out more about Replicator, back the next issue, and and basically follow what, what it is that you're doing with, with the story? Yeah, we're on Kickstarter now, so Replicator 1 and 2, um, and you can find us on Facebook too, Replicator. Um, awesome. Yeah. I'll post some links in the description yeah. down below this episode so that uh, you can check it out. Worth checking out. It is, I mean, it's, it's it, you know, I grew up watching The Terminator, and yeah. you know, all that's what I see when I look at the replicator is is that kind of vibe, you know, this sci fi, post apocalyptic, yeah. um, you know, action packed. And I, I like that it's it's got the violence in it, you know, that's for me, uh, I always I always like the idea of co- there being comics for kids, but then there also being comics for like adults. Yeah, it's just definitely for adults, not not for, yeah, <laughs> for <absolutely>. kids. Absolutely, <laughs> very violent. Good, good stuff. Yeah, from the mind of uh, Rob Arnold himself. That's it. Yeah, I want I want my bullets to kill superheroes. So yeah, absolutely, that's good. You know, when someone's gone, they're gone for good. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Game of Thrones style. Um, and if anyone has any questions, they can they can reach out to me on Facebook. Awesome. That's just Rob Rob Arnold, isn't it? That's it. Yep. Okay, cool, man. Well, thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast today. It's an absolute honor to have you on the show. Cheers for having me. It was awesome. And uh, Good time. it's finally great to chat with you in person, or at least uh, audio form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheers. No worries, man. All right, then. Well, best of luck with the next Kickstarter, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon, all right? All right, thanks. See you all later. Right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, it's It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you sticking with us and until next time be sure to keep on practicing.